Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colo. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths in this Christmas season. These recent weeks have been a joy to ponder and celebrate the coming of our Savior, Jesus, Emmanuel, King of Kings. You are in for a treat to hear from one of my longtime friends and mentors, Janet Pope. We first met when I was a college student at Auburn, and she invested her life in me. Janet's top five strengths are focus, belief, learner, discipline, and communication. And they were in full motion when we first met at our meeting in the student center years ago. She passionately challenged me to be a disciple who would in turn multiply my life into others, spiritual multiplication. And I eagerly said yes. In our conversation, you're going to hear about how she has been memorizing God's word for years. And to date, she has memorized 20 books of the Bible. Yes, you heard me correctly, 20. As you listen, you will hear her strengths in action, especially her belief. Well, really all of them. I love to hear her zeal and heart for folks to get the beauty and hope of what Christmas is really about, especially as she looks at Mary. You can hear more of her backstory in episode 10 to learn about how she was gripped with the idea of memorizing God's word when her children were in middle school. And then later she went to seminary to learn more about God's word. And I will also share a link where you can hear a recent Christmas message she gave where she began the talk with reciting the first two chapters of Luke. It's called The Treasure and the Sword. If you're encouraged by this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and hit follow. And also you could share it with a friend. I would love to sit down with you or Zoom with you and help you or someone you know learn about how great they are and how to maximize your contribution in the world. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Janet. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am so excited for for you to hear from my dear friend and guest today, Janet Pope. Welcome, Janet. Well, it's great to be with you, Barbara. Oh, I would love for you to tell who you are, where you live, what you do, and just anything else about who you are. Well, Janet Pope, and I've lived lots of places, but right now I'm living in Birmingham, Alabama. I've been here for about two years, and basically I consider myself a Bible teacher who teaches at women's events. Mm, That's awesome. Well, it is so fun to have you back on the podcast. And I appreciate so much just your encouragement to me over the years. And we met when I was a college student and I tell people all the time, you were the fork in the road for me as you kind of helped me spiritually. And I just always feel so grateful for you. So thank you. Thank you. Well, it's awesome that we've been friends for over 40 years. (laughs) I know. It's a long time. 
Well, when I first started this podcast, I wanted to talk to people about each of the um, different Clifton strengths. There's 34 of them, and I took a different episode to to explain what those different ones are. And your number one strength is focus. And so it was so fun to have you on episode number 10. And I would love for you to tell just a little bit about what one, tell me what your top five Clifton strengths are, but kind of what you love doing. And especially as you're memorizing God's word. My top five are focus, belief, learner, discipline, and communication. So, you know, nobody really likes theirs, but I guess if the the good part about mine would just be focus can be a good strength because whenever I'm have a project or I'm going to go speak somewhere, I can just really focus. So I would say that's a happy thing, but then the bad thing is when you're a focus, the, the negative can be that you're so focused on something that you're not good at multitasking and right now I've got a deadline for tomorrow and then I have another deadline December 22nd and I haven't even started my Christmas shopping and I haven't done my Christmas card because I've been so focused on my projects so that's kind of a negative for being focused but you know you take the good with the bad and that's why you have people in your life that say quit focusing and (laughs) yeah and do something else so well, as I was looking again at what your your strengths are, your top five, um, I don't know if we talked about this as much before, but it three of yours are in the the quadrant or whatever that's are talents that energize the energizing quadrants that move you to action. And your focus, your belief, and your discipline are all ones that move you to action. And I think, oh, of course. And then your learner and communication and for those of you that maybe haven't heard your previous episode or about what we do, tell tell a little bit about just your heart and just a kind of a little capsule about just your love for memorizing God's word and kind of how that all came to be. Well, truly, truly, it is the passion and love of my life to memorize God's word. And I would say there's so many wonderful benefits, but one of the ones I've been thinking about lately is that there's when you memorize God's word, there's no middleman. Like I'm not learning through this teacher or this podcast or this, whatever. It's me and God and the Bible. And it's just so awesome just to have that rich, rich time saying God's word over and over and over and just thinking about it. And so really that's my passion. But I didn't start until I was 35 years old. But really my desire for that was just, I really wanted to know God. And I knew if I... In order to know God, you need to know his word. The Bible is the place that God has chosen to reveal himself. So you have to know the word in order to know God. So I just started with the book of Ephesians and just said, Lord, please help me. I just want to know you. So when I finished Ephesians, I thought, well, I don't know the whole Bible, but I know Ephesians. And so then I just went to the next book and the next book. And so now I'm on my 20th book. 20th and book. Amazing. It's such a joy. I I love it. I'm compelled. And so every day I'm reviewing and learning new and just, I I just, I hope I memorize God's word every day for the rest of my life till I'm 95 years old. Oh, that's awesome. Or till Jesus comes back, which would be way preferable. (laughs) 
Well, um, in your recent, recently you had an opportunity to speak with some women about during Christmas time. And I loved just that I got to see the little, the, the link about your talk and it just spurred me on so much because you started with just reciting the first few chapters of Luke and then talked a little bit about kind of what all that means for us during this season of Christmas. And I would love to hear from you as you were working on that. And I don't did you memorize those passages a long time ago or more recently? Or how is hanging out in Luke and the whole Christmas story, how is that impacting you right now? Well, actually, I did memorize Luke 1 and 2 uh, years ago, but every year in December, so in order to keep all this scripture in my head, I have a review system. And so I spread it out throughout the year. And when I get to December, I go through Luke 1 and 2 again, because it's, it's um, you know, it's the Christmas story. And then every year, just the way God's word is, you think you know something, but then something really sticks out to you. So this passage that, I mean, this talk that I wrote, is like my Christmas message, but it has evolved over the years. So I kind of started with a few things about Mary, whatever. And then just as you go through the story, I was meditating and thinking about the angel's conversation with Mary. And he told her that her son would be the one who would sit on David's throne and that he his kingdom would be an everlasting kingdom. And then it says later on that Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. So for years and years, Mary's thinking about this conversation with the angel and she's thinking, wow, this is going to be awesome. But when Jesus starts his ministry in her head, she's thinking, okay, now the throne, the kingdom. No, it wasn't the throne or the kingdom. It, in fact, it was everything that would be a mother's worst nightmare. The leader, the Jewish leaders came against Jesus. Then he, he was charged with blasphemy for claiming to be God's son. And she's like, but he is God's son. And then she watches him die on the cross. And then she's thinking, how could this be? How can an angel be wrong? How, what are these words that he told me? Where's the throne? Where's the kingdom? So it really puts you in the story. And when you think about it, we're not so different from Mary. We also were told God is with you. Uh, we are recipients of God's grace. And oftentimes we misunderstand things that we thought God told us. We don't know the mysteries of God's plan. It's confusing. Sometimes there are promises that seem to make no sense. So what I just wanted to share with people is that the Christmas story is a beautiful, magical story, but it's not, it's not all glitter and happiness. There's a sword in there. When mm. Simeon said a sword will pierce your own soul, she was pierced by that because it was not what she was told. Now we read the Bible and we say, I'm counting on this. I'm standing on God's word. But then maybe it doesn't come out exactly the way we wanted. And so we have to wrestle with that. And so did Mary. She was not spared the heartache and bewilderment that the rest of us face. So really, that's my message. The, the Christmas is beautiful. 
and don't let the beauty of all the treasured events be marred by the sword. We take them together. And we trust God. We trust God because we have treasured events in our lives and we have swords in our lives. So we take them together. So that's that's my message. <laughs> that's so powerful. It's It's amazing. And I don't know, I think about, like you say, just just the paradox of that, that whole message, you know, like you say with Mary, but I think even as I was encouraged at years ago when I was waiting for a child like Elizabeth. And I remember the passage that really hit me one day when, when we got our approval to say we could adopt a baby and it said her friends and family came and rejoiced with her that God had shown her his great mercy And I just think of when we brought our firstborn home and our secondborn, you were right there, but I still remember I didn't know how to make a bottle and you showed me how to make a bottle, like how much water and powder to put in it. And, but it was just like, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't like Mary or Elizabeth exactly. But for me, it was that time of like, when you, we don't understand what God's doing and trusting what what he is doing is good, even though we might not like it or get it. But I just, that was such a joyful time and a sweet time to, to think of you and even a few other friends that literally were on our doorstep when we came home with our first little baby. And that was such a gift. It was a sweet, sweet time. It really was. And, and your neighbors and relatives and your friends were all overjoyed that God had shown you great. I know, because we had kind of waited a while and we just didn't, we didn't get the plan. We didn't understand it, but God's plan was so much bigger than we could have ever imagined. But I think about even just your, obviously just your passion and your love just for the Lord and his word and it's hard, especially at this time to not think about just the benefit of people around you that get to really, to be encouraged. Even like just now me being with you on this little interview is like, okay, yes, you know, spurs me on. But how, how do you think living near your sweet grandchildren, how, how they're benefiting from your, who you are, your strengths, your passion, your, your love for God's word? Well, I really see my role really with those four precious little girls, just sort of as a supplemental role. I mean, they've got wonderful parents. They go to a Christian school. They have a wonderful church. And then I show up on the scene and we were very, very close. We used to do lots of FaceTime when I lived in Dallas, but now that I've moved here and I'm with them on a regular basis, it's still just as sweet it's just not bitter when I have to say goodbye. When I say goodbye, I, I mean like I'll see you in a few days. Yeah. So, but their love for the word is really what I, my heart to cultivate in them. So they they do uh, memorize scripture because it's required at school. And then in the summertime, we have Titus lunch when, with the two older ones. And then we have a Proverbs lunch with the two younger ones. So uh, right now, with the two older ones, we're memorizing the book of Titus. So we've done two chapters and we'll do the third chapter this summer. And then with the two younger ones, we're doing Proverbs chapter three. So um, just over a lifetime, I just want them to have some 
solid scripture in their mind that they will need later. So like the oldest one, she memorized uh, the book of James. She's um, 12. No, she's 13 now. And Mm. so she will always have that with her. She actually already has it in long-term memory. But think of those truths that will come back to her mind when the Holy Spirit is either encouraging her, rebuking her, trying to remind her of something. So really there's no substitute for God's word. So to me, I just want to be the one who's ready to encourage them and be there for them and celebrate them as Mm -hmm. they learn God's word. Because right now it's totally fun and they love it. But maybe when they're, you know, 19, they don't want to keep memorizing scripture. So right now we haven't hit the, uh, I don't want to yet. Yeah. Wow. What an amazing. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's coming. (laughs) Oh no, no, I don't think so. Wow. That's inspiring. Well, even as you even think these next few weeks, I mean, this will air a little closer to Christmas, but what else is on your heart and mind as you think about just, just this season of Christmas and even the things like, as you're reflecting from Luke and all the things we know about what God's purpose is and what Christmas is about, what what else comes to your mind or stirs you? Well, Interesting because in December, as I'm also reviewing Luke 1 and 2, I also every December review the book of Revelation. And to me, it gets Jesus out, baby Jesus out of the manger. And I, mm-hmm. since I grew up in a secular home and we only did Santa Claus, so we never talked about Jesus or whatever, but I have found that people at Christmas time, they want to talk about baby Jesus in the manger. But that's only one small part of the true Christmas story. The true Christmas story is that God came to earth, became a man. So that's just step one. But by reviewing Revelation, it gives you the bigger picture. You know, he's the one on the white horse. He's the one on his thigh is written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the, the... um, the alpha and the omega. He's not, he's not in the, he's not a baby anymore. Yeah. So mm. I think to me, that's what I also would love to remind people is that Jesus is the everything. Yes. And there's nothing uh, threatening about a baby. Yeah. But when we see Jesus face to face, we will fall on our faces, frozen, overwhelmed with his very presence, and we will realize that we made him so small. Mm. Yeah, he's, mm. he is the majestic Alpha and Omega. Wow. Who will be the judge yes. on the final day. And that, to me, I love those two things yeah juxtaposed i think that's like a mic drop (laughs) that's awesome it's such a such a great reminder and like you say just the bigger bigger picture of what's to come so 
Well, Janet, this is so fun just to have this little conversation and just the a sweet and powerful reminder of Christmas and God's word and what else matters, you know? So um, I would love it. Can you tell a little bit about your book or how people could get the book that you've written about memorizing God's word? Well, it's, you can get it on Amazon or Christian book or his word in my heart, Janet Pope, his word and what's in it my called? heart. So really, basically, it's an easy read. Okay. Um, tells you, you know, kind of who, what, where, when, why, and how. Why should you memorize? What would be the benefits? Um, how easy is it? So easy. I mean, people think that memorizing scripture takes a long, long time, but it really doesn't. You can memorize a whole verse in five seconds. I mean, it doesn't. No, it doesn't take a long time. So. <laughs> Well, I would love to ask you one last question. Um, what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? I'm postponing my joy until after my deadlines. <laughs> I, I have some new friends that God has brought into my life, and they are really, really precious. And we, we, have, we have already gotten beyond the surface level, and I, I consider it a real gift to me because I have other really good friends in other places. But when I came to Birmingham, I really didn't have any close friends. So now I feel like I do. So they truly bring me joy, I would say. Well, Janet, thank you so much. And um, again, I thank you for investing your life in me and just how you continue to spur me on, even though we don't get to see each other as much as we used to. Well, I hope you'll come and visit in Birmingham. I know. I'd love. We have a guest room. That'd be great. We'll have to do it. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. Take care, Janet. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.